All right. Well, we've been talking plenty of rugby, and we continue to talk rugby throughout this hour as well. But let's uh, uh, recognise the fact that the uh, the Kiwis and the Kangaroos played a test in Melbourne over the weekend. Mm. And uh, Kempi, you've got to say, going into this, I thought probably one of the stronger Kiwi teams that we've seen for a while. Even though we were losing a few, uh, we you know we were missing a few, but the Aussies rested a few from the game against Samoa. They gave four de- debuts away. I thought here's an opportunity for us to get one up over the Kangaroos. Didn't quite work out. What did you make of the match? Yeah, like disappointing. Um, I think it, for for a lot of reasons, uh, you know, the Australians went out and made those changes, and the Kiwis kept the same side that towed up the Samoans at Eden Park last week, and and didn't look like anything um, as a as a first rate side that was actually going to wipe the second the second string Australian side. Because I'll come back to Hamilton this weekend in the final with a stronger side with that both. Um, Payne, Haas and Tino Fossamuulais were, were out. Uh, mm. You know, there was no Nathan Cleary. They, they, they looked a little bit clunky with that that uh, Isaiah Yell uh, combination and with Daly Cherry Evans, but they were just, mate, too good. Too good right across the the, um, the board. And if you have a look at their forward pack, only James Fisher-Harris and Joseph Tarpany run for more than 100 metres. So I, I just thought they were dominated um, in the middle of the park, which is really surprising. Uh, but the other thing too, field position, they just in the second half couldn't get out out of their half. Uh, they, you know, and and that lack of blokes carrying the football in the middle of the park. The the back five tried really hard. If you look at their stats, they all got well over 100 metres as far as carrying the football, but they just weren't backed up, and that platform wasn't set for, the, for those forwards. And I don't care who you are, Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown behind it. If you ain't going forward in this game, you ain't going anywhere. What about um, Kempi? Oh, I was on t- um, you know, Twitter and Phil Gould put out a tweet yesterday, and and you you know you take his, but he, he played a good. Play. Australia far too clinical for New Zealand in in the rugby league last night. Kiwis just seen can't seem to get their act together. He spoke about the pressure cooker of state of origin and Australian team together as such a cohesive unit. The Kiwi players just don't get high-level experience when it counts. Australia just looked more organised. Kiwis should learn from a lot from last night. Can you? Do you agree with those comments? And how can we fix this Kiwis team in such a short period of time to go to Hamilton and actually compete? Because they trial they trailed that whole performance, and the, even though the scoreline was twenty six eighteen, it looked close, but it wasn't really. No, and that's a really good question, is he? You know, like at thirty six eighteen, it's a it's a walk in a park for their second string Australian side. You know what I mean? They they dominated that game. But there's two parts to that question. The first one is I think that Madge Maguire comes right under the the um, the microscope. So he is thinking about this New South Wales side, and then he's thinking about this Kiwi Kiwi side. And people that are watching. Madge Maguire from Australia will be thinking, well, how do you go out and you beat the, the Jaylee Cherry Evans and the Cameron Munsters and the Harry Grants? You know, because that's basically the spine for Queensland and you can't do that with this great Kiwi team. How are you going to do that with New South Wales? So they come out there in that game. That, so that's the first thing that I looked at. I went, well, here you go, mate. You're, you're, you're up against Queensland today because you've got their spine there um, and they're the ones that direct it. Harry Grant, ran an absolute clinic when he came on. He just carved the Kiwis up. He got out of dummy half really quick, choosing his passes, you know, set up a couple of tries. 
and um, and that's what that's what you're coming up against as far as what Full Gould's saying. So the other part to that question is, International Rugby League really is trying to establish itself with this Pacific um, Nations tournament, but unfortunately, Origin gets played every year. Daily Cherry Evans, Munster and Grant get to play three games at the beginning of the year to come into the back end of the year. And you think if they pick that spine that they're not going to go out and carve people up? Well, you've got rocks in your head. Now, they've had, they've had that that um, that experience of first-class competition already this year and they're coming into a game against New Zealand that think they're going to go out and compete and, and run that clinic. So... You know, that, that second question is easy. We need more games. That's, that's, yep. Do we get them? Probably not. Um, will we always have this problem? We probably will, you know, where we just you know, have to come out and we have to perform week in, week out. I actually think they'll be better in Hamilton. I think they've got to kick up, <laughs> yep. the, kick up the backside. Um, but Australia will be better in Hamilton as well. So we're going to we're gonna have to lift a considerable amount to, to compete down there in, in, uh, in the Waikato. If you're talking to Madge this week then, um, what are you, you know, from a coaching point of view, as a man that's that's been a head coach, what are you telling him? What do you, what would your advice to him be ahead of this uh, this final? Well, the the question I would ask Rick is, um, are the selectors going to make any changes? All right. So if you have a look at Nickel Clockstart for for instance, he probably doesn't play fullback this week. You throw Joey Manu back there. Joey Manu's last couple of games in the black jersey at fullback. He's run for over 300, 400 metres in both carries. Nickel Clockstead didn't even run over 100 metres. That, that's unheard of from Nickel Clockstead, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's something going on right at the front end when they get the ball, and Joey Manu can actually change that for you. If you ask the Australians, where do you want Joey Manu not to play? They will say, we don't want him playing fullback. You know, so we, we, gotta, we can't play into their hands. We, we have to pick people in positions where we're going to win games. The other one is, I, I want to ask him, why have you got Stephen Price sitting next to you in the, in the coach's box? So every time they cut up to Madge McGuire and Stephen Price, I'm looking at an ex-coach of St. George and a, and a reserve-grade coach for, for Balmain and no Kiwis around. And I, and, and I was asked this question yesterday, what do you think of, you know, on, um, about Madge McGuire and his coaching? I said, well, he's a good coach, but there's a piece for me that's missing, and, and that piece that's missing is... When you don't get to play in those Origin games, you've got to get something else out of your players, and only a Kiwi will get that, a Stacey Jones will get that, a Nathan Kalis will get that. And you've got to give them that opportunity. And you can't keep throwing these Australians into a Kiwi pitcher. I get, you know, Izzy felt that way about the TMO. I feel that way when I look at the Kiwi coach's box. I just look it up and go, what are you guys, where are you guys going to pull that, that passion from? Um, it's got nothing to do with coaching ability. I just think there's a there's a you know a good five five percent ten percent of of passion that we can draw out of these players, and unfortunately those blokes can't do it. Yeah, totally agree, Kempi. Um, this game, Lindsay Collins ran amok. He was on debut and played so well for Australia. So their bigs went really good. Are we far off? Like when in terms of. The game, you, you talk about a week, it's not a hell of a lot of time and to make major adjustments will be will be potentially a stretch. But how, like, where would you make these adjustments and how would we be able to have an impact to allow Jermaine Asako or Chance Nickel Closet? Because he did it throughout the NRL season, so there has to be something amiss for him not to be able to have an input and impact like we've, we've seen. 
Yeah, I think where we got exposed, we got exposed at dummy half um, with Karen Foran and, and Fu Brown. Like, I know Fu scored a try late on, um, but I think we got exposed out of that. You know, there's a difference between the way that, that Ben Hunt plays there for Queensland and Karen Foran, they're trying to emulate that type of halfback in a hooker role. Um, but then the, the change off the bench, Harry Grant and Brown, you know, the, the, the difference was significant, is he? And I think that's where you've mm. got to sort of say to your bench players, when we when we put you on there, you've got to make as much impact as what a Harry Grant does. So Harry Grant holds that spot down. I think they'll still go with Hunt starting and Grant off the bench. The other part of it is our forwards need to muscle up. Like, apart from Fisher-Harris, he, he got busted up too. So, you know, he's going to go into this one needing some recovery. Um, I thought Moses Leota was left on the bench for way too long. You've got to play those guys for long minutes right at the front end and bring them back together. They work really well together. Um, and, and if they don't muscle up in the middle of the park and give Jerome Hughes an, a decent opportunity to get on the front foot, then they're always going to struggle. Dylan Brown needs to step up. I'd move Joey Manu back the fullback, put Chance back into the centres, and ask Joey for a 400-metre-plus game. And if you can get that right, um, you know, I thought Azarko uh, was very good on the wing. That try that he that he had disallowed, like, who, who, mate, it was a, it was a, it was a, a slide of a foot on the line. I don't know how he got there, but the, he shows some desire to get to that try, yeah. try line. Um, and yeah, it's it's they're gonna they're gonna need a lot of things to go there. But if if I was gonna make one change, because they're not gonna make changes, you know. But if I was gonna make one change, I'd switch uh, Chance Knuckle Crookstead around for uh, Joey Manu. It pro- possibly yeah. this will be what will happen next year at the Warriors too, where we'll see Roger Tuivasa-Shek go back to fullback and Chance going through to the centres. And Chance can play there. He'll play there, you know. Um, I thought uh, um, the centre, Tabal Fido, I thought he was, mate. If you saw that pass where he took on the outside um, of Joey Manu, no one stands Joey Manu up like that when he went around and he put uh, Dylan Edwards in for that try down that left edge. He's just a he's just a fantastic football footballer, um, is Fido. Chance come out and said he hates playing centres and he wants to play fullback, particularly when Roger comes. And you know Webster's already assured him that he will be the fullback. Um, I, I struggle to see that them being brave enough to make that call, Kempi, and, and and Chance going to fullback. Like who else could play centres? You you start Chance at centre and put Joey at the back. Is there another option? If he hates it, he's already come out and been vocal about it. And he won't probably want to do it. Yeah, um, no, there's not anyone in there. Like, I think I think you know you you've got to put the team first, don't you? That's that's the yep. main thing, and you've got to be able to make those those decisions. I'm, you know, I'll just I'll sort of reiterate that point. He's got more eyes on him at the moment, Madge Maguire, than just the Kiwis. Mm. You know, he's he's coming up against. A, basically, you're looking at it as a. Um, the, the, it's tied one all and you're going into the third state of origin match. This is what New South Wales will be looking at. Now, what are you going to do to make sure you can win this game? And I'm sure in the back of his mind, he'd be looking at it going, I really need to get this win here. You know, Because it hasn't been confirmed yet, you'd have to think that the New South Wales people that are looking at him to make a, dif- a difference will be seeing what he does this week against the Australian team that's going to come back probably bigger and stronger and a better side than, they, than he played over in Melbourne. So... Um, you've got to do what's best for the team. And if Joey Manu is best at fullback and it's better for the team, mate, you've got to make that change. 
And if you look at what um, New South Wales did this year, they stuck with the same players. They didn't make changes, and they ended up losing the origin. Yeah, and that was down to Freddie Fittler, you know, playing favourites, you know, picking guys that weren't necessarily in form or the best players of their position, but blokes that had done it for him before. And uh, that's fine to do it once, but to do it twice and then do it a third time uh, just shows that you're stuck and you've got no flexibility in your selections, I think. So, and and that's why Freddie Fittler's out of a job. It's just, uh, to me, it's a surprise. And, you know, I've spoken to Madge a few times, no disrespect to him, but he's, a, you know, he's a really good, really good bloke, but I was. You just about knocked me down with a feather when I heard that he was going to be the New South Wales coach. Yeah, and very surprising for me too that he's, you know, still, they're still thinking the South's grand final. Um, you know, he had that time at, at West Tigers and now he's sitting in Canberra and coaching under Ricky Stewart that he'd be the first choice for New South Wales to pick as a coach. Look, look, Rick, I, look, I don't really care, to be honest, about New South Wales and Queensland. I just think, you know, the the talk around him, good on him, like, go, you know, imagine and do your do your um, your coaching in New South Wales. That's great. I'm, I'm just really conscious that the Kiwis, um, especially in that, that level, should have actually have a Kiwi in charge of coaching our Kiwi team for a lot of reasons. One, we don't get to play those internationals on a regular basis. We need someone that can actually give them a little bit more than just coaching. Um, anyone can coach that side. You have a look at it on paper. You know, it's it's not that hard a side to coach, but where you get the differences in them understanding what that black jersey means. And I'll, I'll give you this example. So Khaleesi comes off the pitch and lifts the Rugby World Cup, and he talks to us about, when he had, we had him on the show, about what it's like in South Africa, and then talks about what it means to South Africa. All right, and the reason he does that, because mm. he's from South Africa. Yeah. Now you can't say the same thing when when it's needed with this Kiwi side. When Madge comes in, he doesn't know where these kids come from. He doesn't know what they've been through, and the importance that's carried with that jersey. And I just think we can get a bit more out of them if we had a Kiwi in charge. All right, nicely said, Kempik. Nicely said. We'll talk more about that this week. Of course, the big final in Hamilton on Saturday. Uh, do you need a new mobile plan? Visit Coke and Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring. It is eight twenty-two.